Hi, I'm Lindsay. And I'm Vicki. We are two medical speech pathologists who share a love of dogs, sarcasm, and holiday pay. The medical field can be intense. Just ask any nurse. So to do our part to combat the exhaustion and add a sprinkle of humor, we created this podcast. Join us each week where we interview a different guest that works in some capacity of healthcare. They will share their personal stories, ups and downs, and moments that truly will leave you speechless. Okay, this week on the podcast, we are shifting gears and doing our first crossover episode. Um, We're keeping our same speechless stories, but what other profession besides healthcare has insane stories? Education. So we have a... um, guest on that has worked in education for several years and we're excited to have you on so nick welcome thanks guys i appreciate you having me um excited to be on here you know um love the cast love uh kind of hearing all the stories i know uh we've had my wonderful mother on uh nancy and a couple of my childhood friends or one childhood friend so Kind of a, a cool thing to, that you guys are doing. I'm just excited to be here. Thank are you, you insulted last on the list? Well, no, because uh, I'm really the first on the list because after you guys realize that, you know, medical, you know, professionals have stories, but once you get in education, it's just a different realm. So <laughs> you guys are just breaking into the real world right now, which is great. You're right. <laughs> just countless stories to be told. Um, Correct. So start by just giving us a little bit about you and your background, um, where you have worked and where you currently are, um, just so we can kind of paint us a picture on on where we're going to be. So I pretty much have lived in a middle school ever since I graduated from uh, college. Um, sixth through eighth grade is like my jam. I just love working with the, that age group um, so much like sporadic behavior and things you just can't control, but the kids are just really, really honest and vulnerable. It's just a really cool age to work with. So I've been lucky enough to be at that, uh, kind of that level. Most of my career, I did dabble in some nine, 12 high school stuff, um, which was great, uh, great opportunity, great experience. But like my world is six to eight, like it's just a different, it's just a different beast. And I would, I always like to tell people like elementary, Um, middle and high school teachers are all very different um, kind of humans like you kind of all fit like your narrative of like what you teach so like elementary teachers are really 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 cool because they're like you know they're great with like carpet time and like reading (laughs) stories and they're like ready to get after with those little snappers and you know whatever else and then you get to a middle school and it's like oh my gosh like it's the the uncharted years where no one knows but the teachers are you know they're fun. They're, they build relationships. They're crazy. Like they're kind of goofy, just like the kids. And then you get to the high school and everyone's like, it's okay. This is the real deal. Serious. We have curriculum, we have GPA, we have all this jazz. So it's just interesting. Cause like, when you think about your teachers growing up, you're like, yeah, that's true. When I was in elementary, that's who they were. When I was in middle, that's who they were. And then high school, that's who they were. So, um, that's kind of like my, my jam. I tell people that all the time when they ask about the different levels. I think my favorite teachers that I like have the best relationships with and coaches are my middle school teachers, actually. You know why that is? It's because when you're in middle school and you're like 13, it's like the most awkward years of your life. Like 
<laughs> I mean, I don't want to throw anyone under the bus on this podcast, but if you saw a picture of Lindsay when she was 13, like... <laughs> don't throw anyone under the bus. No, okay, no, calm I would down. Never that do will that. not be making an no, impression no. on the, on our Instagram page. I'm posting oh, I'm it. If you could please text me a photo. Thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll try and do it during this podcast so you can also comment on your take. No, oh, but it's just, a, it's just a fun time, like, in your life where you're, like, trying to figure out, like all the craziness with all the hormones kind of running through your body and everything else. But it's like, it's a good age. Um, kids, kids are really cool. So I'm lucky. I got, I got a good job. I'm lucky. I mean, I feel like it could be argued. I mean, obviously anyone that works in education, it's a tough job and you're working a lot of like unpaid hours grading and a lot like just, it's, it's not easy, but I think the middle school like age range could quite possibly be one of the more challenging ones just because like when kids are like younger grade school it's like fun and it's engaging and they kind of look forward to school and they're hanging out with their friends and it's all about kind of like social skills and building those things and then I feel like you get to high school and it's like you can kind of start reasoning with them as like adult to adult like look there's consequences to your actions like you need to grow up. Like you need to start thinking about what you're going to do after this. Like it, it gets really real. And then middle school age, it's just like all the in between. And it's like, you're, you're trying to like teach them those life skills, but they're still kind of young. They haven't had a lot of like real world experience. And like, I feel like sixth grade to eighth grade is such a big difference. Like sixth yes. graders are like one type of personality trait. And then by eighth grade, they're almost high schoolers. So they're kind of changing a lot. Yeah. And I no, know, like, like you, depending on like the part of the country that we live in, like Nick and I growing up in the Midwest and maybe Vicky, it's similar for you. Like it's six, seven, eight, typically for middle school, but like moving out to Arizona, I was like absolutely floored that they have two schools. It's kindergarten through eighth grade, all in one building and then yeah. high school. And I was like, that is insane to me because like you said, Nick, it's like such different personalities and and like approaches uh, I mean it's just I can't even imagine like a kindergartner in the same building as like an eighth grader <laughs> yeah it's uh it's crazy I mean it, it, it that would be crazy but like the thing is is like kids are like super resilient you know on the fact that they can kind of evolve and make whatever work because like when you work in a K-8 school your eighth graders are like seniors in high school and they're like taking care of those you know, kindergartners and, and doing different things. But like the teachers, it's like, okay, well, you have an eighth grade teacher who's teaching like content or whatever else, or, you know, this is, you know, we got to learn this before you get to high school and you have a kindergartner teacher that's like, Hey, we need to do, you know, X, Y, Z to just get you in the basic kind of setup for the rest of your, you know, school career. It is kind yeah. of a, a unique world, but I think both have pros and cons. Sometimes those K-8 schools, you get that community feel where it's like, all right, like, we're a fam- we're a family for eight years where, you know, the, and, you know, get to that six, eight, it's like, all right, these are kind of the, the awkward years we're, we're going to make it, but it's just a kind of a different mindset. Let me ask you a question because you, you started as a teacher and transitioned into administration. Mm-hmm. What is that like? Cause I, I'm sure there's like pros to and cons to both. Like, they pose their own challenges and like I'm sure there's things that you miss in a sense from being in the classroom in the teaching side but then I'm sure you know there's different 
kind of fun challenges that come from the admin side. So like, what's kind of your take on that? How has that transition been as you like moved your way through different roles within education? Um, so I've been really lucky. Like I've got to work with some just awesome people throughout my course of my career. Like I was a teacher, um, at a couple of different schools, you know, I was fortunate enough to be a head wrestling coach at a really young age. Um, I coached football for a while. Um, and then I kind of transitioned to the, you know, assistant principal athletic director role. And then I was straight assistant principal, you know, for four years. And then I became a head principal, but like, it just, I've seen a lot. Uh, the thing I miss about teaching honestly is like the relationships you can build within a classroom is just crazy. Like with those kids, like you can just have really good conversations and they know that you, they trust you, whatever. Like when you become an admin, it, it's, it's a little different. Like you can still have really, really solid relationships with kids. It's just, you, it's a different angle. You got to play a different angle. And I think it took me a little bit, you know, to figure that out um, as I was kind of navigating through my career. But like, I mean, both have their pros and cons. Um, definitely like, you know, teaching is nice because, you know, when things kind of get to a point, like, it, it, it's off your plate and onto someone else's plate. And then when, you know, as an administrator, your day's kind of different too, because like you could walk in with a plan of attack, like, Hey, I got 12 scheduled meetings. And then one thing happens at six 30 in the morning. And then you're like, all right, move those meetings to the next day. We got to roll with something else. So um, I think it's just a, a different balance, a, a kind of a different mindset. But I mean, working with middle school kids is, uh, is just kind of crazy and fun and exciting and, and all of its own means. But yeah. Do you feel like you're at a school where kids get in trouble a lot or are they mostly <laughs> really behaved? <laughs> uh, no, like my school right now is, is, is pretty, I mean, like I'm really, really lucky. I would say I've, I worked at some rough schools in the past, um, <laughs> but I, but I would say that like, I mean, it's a lot of like what you consider rough and what you don't consider rough because I feel like like I look at my, you know, a school where I've considered rough in the past. And then I look at neighboring schools or I look at statistics, you know, that the, you know, state produces and I'm like, well, I'm in a really good spot, you know? So I feel like it's all perspective. Um, I mean, there's naughty kids across the country, right? There's, you know, <laughs> no great shortage. kids across the country. And, you know, like, yeah. and I wouldn't even, you know, like, and I, I, I like even couple that with like, I don't know, naughty kids or just kids that are making bad choices. Because when you're in middle, like, I don't really want to label any kid as like a bad kid or a naughty kid. It's like, we all make bad choices. I mean, I'm an adult and I make bad choices. I, like yeah. we all do. Right. And you're like, like so, testing boundaries and. Yeah. I mean, you're just figuring yourself out. So I feel like it's just a cool middle school is just a cool age. I just, I mean, I can't say that enough, but it's, it, yeah, it is one of those things where it's just, you're, at my school's not the the school I'm at now is is very different than a lot of the other schools I've been to, um, you know, in a really positive way. Yeah, I also feel like just obviously because I've known you literally my whole life because you're my older brother, is you <laughs> like you're you always go above and beyond. Like from the time that you were a teacher, then like going back to school and becoming like getting your master's degree and becoming like more of the admin role and like now going towards like your doctorate and like continuing to like kind of navigate your professional journey. Like you also have been a person that genuinely goes and like, if a kid needs a ride, if a kid needs like you to wait with them till a parent picks them up, if the parent's not going to pick them up, like if kids need 
like literally anything like you you are such a like good role model and you you go way above and beyond and I think there's a lot of teachers and and coaches and people in education that do that and it's like goes very unrecognized and it it it's similar to healthcare in the sense that you can work your tail off and it can still be very thankless you know like parents parents aren't gonna you know they they expect these things and you know it's it's I mean and that's any job right like you can clock in clock out and just like collect the paycheck and like get by but I think in education you have a lot of people that are really passionate and that's like why they got into education and they love those nuggets like their own. <laughs> oh, for sure. Like, I think that's a hundred percent. Like you can get teachers like year one to year 35 and they are like just crushing it because they love kids and want what's best. And like teachers work, like, I mean, people in education work, like just like healthcare, like, like we want to do a really good job because we're serving people. We're doing a service. Like you guys are making sure people are, you know, staying upright and living and we're making sure that they can get out and be successful, you know, citizens outside the confines of a school. So I think mm-hmm. we're both like going for a common good. We want society to be healthy. We want society to be functioning at a high level. I think we're all kind of working towards the same goal. Yeah. I think also like teachers and education in general is like so important to people's lives because for a lot of these kids, it's like, it's like a home away from home. And like, if they don't have a very good home life, it's the best balance of a home that they do have. So the people that they spend their days with at school is probably the bulk of the time that they do spend with people. Mm-hmm. Especially no. like stable yeah. role models and adults. Like Vicky, I yeah. know your background coming from like Chicago and like your school system. And I feel like I, I know exactly kind of what your experience has been. That's like, a lot of places, you know? Well, it's, yeah. it's actually, it's interesting you say that Vicky, because like, um, one of the things that was really important to me, um, when I, when I got my new position was, um, I wanted to make sure like the basic, like needs of our students were met. Right. Like I, that was really important to me. Like, you know what, we're going to crush, you know, all these state tests and do all these things. And we're going to get you to where you need to get to academically, like curricularly, we're going to take that journey together. But before any of that happens, if your basic needs aren't met, you're not doing that. So mm-hmm. we actually did that at my, you know, at the current school I'm at, um, our team kind of, our student services team and admin team got together and we're like, let's partner with the community. And within two months, we got a, a, a cupboard, we call it up and running. And this cupboard gets kids what they need. We have hygiene products, clothes, food. All they do wow. is fill out a Google form. They, Our student services team gets the form bring them up at an appropriate time. It's confidential. They come get what they need, hygiene products, clothes, food, whatever. We get it to them and they go home at, you know, at the end of the day with all that stuff and it's free in our community and like the, our partnerships have taken care of that. And it's been awesome. That is amazing. I'm actually tearing up. <laughs> yeah. And what a luxury to have the support from the community. Cause I'm sure all districts don't have that. And it's like, then you do feel like you're invincible. And I feel like when kids feel supported like that and they feel taken care of and it's like not something shameful and it's not like you don't make it a big deal, then like now they can kind of buckle down and do do well at the stuff that matters, you know? Right. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's like if I'm hungry or I'm tired or I'm thirsty like or I'm cold, 
Like I'm not going to mm-hmm. worry about the next algebra problem. I need to worry about my basic needs. That's all humans. That's what they all do. Right. So. Even as adults, like at work, if you're not feeling good or you had a really bad night and you didn't sleep much, like you are performing at a way different level than you would if you had the greatest night's rest and a full nutritious meal in the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Okay. So I think we've stroke Nick's ego enough saying that his job's really important <laughs> and blah 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 <laughs> so, so what time are we uh what time are we gonna record tomorrow yeah exactly uh, just, that out of just like your little you ego need, you need boost the pep talk. <laughs> <laughs> but let's get to the nitty-gritty because I'm honestly <laughs> so excited to hear the stories just because a I know there's a bunch of them I've heard them in the past decade that you've been working in education but also If anyone is maybe the craziest, best storyteller, it's this guy right here. So buckle up. (laughs) It's going to be good. So at at least I have zero like expectations to live up through as I tell these um, stories because of that introduction. But no, I appreciate that. (laughs) Right. No Um, pressure. (laughs) So I'm going to tell I'm going to tell. Okay, so it's essentially five stories, but it's really three around one thing and then four, like the other two are kind of separate. So it all is going to kind of bundle together, but I'll walk you guys through this as I go and feel free to make fun of me and or, uh, Oh, don't, the don't you worry. So the issue is like, I, like I was thinking about this. I'm like, what stories do I want to I have a million and a half stories I could tell about students, but I'm like, you know what the funnier ones and maybe the ones that I like don't reminisce on as much are the ones that I've had with my staff. So like <laughs> either as teachers or like as an administrator, like whatever, like our, like my staff and I, you know, like, or when I was my colleagues and I, we like to have fun because like when you work in a middle school or high school or whatever, elementary school, you need to like keep it lively because you're working with kids and things go crazy and you're running all over and whatever else. So we need to like have fun. So the first, story and it's kind of a trio of stories that fits line is like my first (laughs) admin job I'm in a middle school and I'm in the western part of the United States and it's a little rural most would say there's mountains all the way around and uh I'm not sure can I say this state or no is that allowed yeah go for it yeah okay I'm in the most unpopular least populated state in America. Any of you two know what that is? Lindsay, you can't answer because you know where I worked. Vicky, any guesses? Vicky wasn't born Idaho. in the U.S., but I feel like she knows this. <laughs> I just said Idaho, so I might be wrong. No, that's a good guess. I it's thought you said Wyoming. I think I know. It's actually, it's, it's actually Wyoming, but you know I won't hold that against you, Vicky. Um, <laughs> So I I get this job, you know, I'm excited, jacked up, you know, I'm a assistant principal, I'm a athletic director, you know, get in there. It's like my first week on the job. We get football rolling, we get volleyball rolling, like things are going great. We have all these new things we're going to try. Everything is going good. All of a sudden I get a call. My admin assistant who's like been there for like 48 years, you know, she's awesome, but she has heard it all, seen it all. She's like, Hey, uh, you know, you have a, a parent call like I, they sound like you need to take this and I'm like okay so I like <laughs> roll into my office I'm like hey hello listen you know you know how can I help you you know I want to have good customer service and this mom <laughs> just gets on the phone just chewing my butt 
And I, she's like, have you been to a girls' volleyball game at your school? The outfits that they're wearing are so inappropriate. And she's oh, just going go. on. She's like, my daughter got a yeast infection from your outfit. And I'm like, I'm like, and I'm back checking. My face is dropping. I'm red. Like, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing right now? Like, I don't know how to answer this, mom. So I'm like doing the typical, like, okay, thank you. You know, like, I'll get more information, you know, whatever. Uh, no, I haven't. I'll check out the uniforms, you know, whatever. And this goes on for like five minutes. And this lady is just ripping me, ripping into me, whatever. And all of a sudden, like, like five minutes in the conversation in the background, I go, I hear, hey, welcome to the new district, buddy. And it's the crosstown athletic director who put up one of the other assistant principals, <laughs> female, to just come, just like, chew my ass, like, whatever. That's so hilarious. I, so I go, I'm like, uh, I'm like, okay, fair enough, game on. So <laughs> he comes over, because I'm, I'm fairly competitive. I mean, Lindsay can attest to that. Mm, so That's an understatement. <laughs> So he comes over for a um, basketball game. And this guy is like, oh, good dude. Like him and I had a great working relationship. Um, love, loved working with him. But he was like straight up Western, like, don't touch me. Like we shake hands. Maybe if I like you, like, like I'm kind of like, you know, just kind of tough, like, you know, very like, you know, serious, whatever. So we're at the uh, next basketball game where my school is playing his school. It's at my school and we get to done with the national anthem or whatever. And I'm like introducing all, you know, the players and whatever else. And I'm like, Oh, by the way, we have a celebrity in house tonight, <laughs> you know, Mr. Smith. And I'm using code cause that's what the fact sheet told me to do. So uh, Mr. <laughs> Smith, Mr. Smith, um, you know, is in attendance tonight and I don't know, Guys, if if anyone told you, but it's free hug day, and Mr. Smith said he would like to hug every single student in the oh. uh, attendance before you leave the day. So you just see this flood of middle schoolers running over to give him hugs, and he's like got this look like Nick, he's I'm like gonna murder hyperventilating. you. Correct, like he's not. Well, he's oh like, this God, is my worst enough. nightmare becoming a reality. Correct, like I okay. Fair enough. You got one on me. I got one on you. I think that this is dropped. So then the, the <laughs> final one, and he definitely upped me this year. It was my first year, and I'm like, all right, whatever. Last uh, dual meet of the season, we go over there, and, I, and I'm and i a wrestling guy, and I want to watch our team. We have a good squad, whatever. I walk, you know, we go over across town, get done with all the stuff, and he goes, hey, you know, guys, I just want to let you know we have a special guest tonight. You know, he introduces me and he goes, and I don't know if you guys know this or not, but Nick spent two seasons on the Jersey Shore, and I just wanted to make everyone aware of that. And, you know, I did have maybe a Jersey Shore look at one point in my life, and okay. I'm not proud well, of that. By let means, me just but... interject one second, because Nick's senior <laughs> year, he grew his hair out. Mind you, this was 2006. He grew his hair out. He got frosted tips. Because that was a thing. I will give him that. It was a thing at the time. And you're a backstreet boy. No worse. He go. He <laughs> came into my room one time. And he goes, Lens, do I look like Jesse McCartney? And I was like, I don't even like. Do you want me to say yeah? It feels like you want me to say yeah. <laughs> that I might... feel like Jesse Jesse McCartney is actually 
back in the day was like the dream boat for like four months. So <laughs> yeah, like, I, love I mean, him. I would say that like most people would agree that wasn't the worst person you could try and resemble. Like I remember some kids were going with the Eminem look and no one needed that <laughs> orange hair. Right. Like we didn't, right. no, no one needed that. Like society did. One was but good. The next two years that I was in that role, I was explaining to people that I wasn't on Jersey Shore, that <laughs> Mr. Smith was just a funny guy and he got the best of me. Okay. So that was story number one. Like oh, it was three no. stories, but it had to be in one story. Like you understand why I had to do that. Yes. Just the <laughs> so, back and forth. Correct. So <laughs> the next story, um, I had maybe maybe brought this upon myself a little bit like I had a really good working relationship with our custodial staff and like we would pick on each other and I would prank them and they would prank me and whatever else well I was coaching wrestling and I <laughs> went away for a overnight trip with the guys and it's like a Friday night and we get like a foot and a half of snow like in the place where I lived and I was like you know five hours away so I get a picture. This is Friday night. It snows Saturday morning. I get a picture and they're clearing like the, you know, parkway or the, like the parking uh, lot of the school. And all of a sudden I get a text on my phone, like right after weigh-ins for us and I'm like, what's going on? And I look down and it's the athletic trainer. And she's like, Hey, I just got to school. Like, did you know your truck has been like buried in snow and all the other truck, like every other spot in the lot is like fine, but your truck is buried in snow. And I'm like, what, what are you talking about? So she sends me a picture and the custodial staff, the maintenance staff took all the snow and just buried my truck. So like they knew I was going to get back that night at like 10 o'clock. And it was going to be 20 degrees outside with the Wyoming wind yeah. just brushing around. And my my truck is covered in snow. So I'm like, all right, fair enough. Well played. So I I text my roommate at the time. I'm like, hey, man, like, you know, they're pulling a fast one on me. I got a plan. So he's like, don't worry. I'll be there. So he comes and he's ready to pick me up. And I'm like, all right, how are we going to get it back? Well, I get my truck, like, at least drivable so I can get into the actual you know driver side door because it was a pain in the butt to even do that it took like a half hour to get in so i get into my truck and i <laughs> unlock the maintenance shed and i throw the garage door up well the garage this maintenance shed is this custodian's like castle like, like you do Mecca. not go yeah like you do not <laughs> mess with the shop right like this is like like we have the school they have the shop like it was a very like no sacred ground. so i was like I was like, but this is game on. Like you literally, like you knew what was coming when you guys did this. So I literally drive my truck into the heated shop with the full, like all the snow around my truck, all the snow in the bed of my truck. I turn off the keys and I walk out and this is Saturday night. And on Monday morning, it looked like Noah's Ark in there. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, well, this is on you game on. And that guy texted because he got to school at like 5.30 in the morning and I was coming early to uh, play morning basketball with the guys. And at 5.30 in the morning, before I even left, I was on like my first cup of coffee. He's texting me, he's like, what did you do? Why is your truck in the main? And he's mad. Like, <laughs> But I was like, hey man, like fair is fair in love and war. So um, that was that was story number two of my, uh, my custodian um, days. But then the final one um, that I'll tell 
I was, uh, Lindsay can attest to this too. Like I was, I got fat in Wyoming. Like, like I gained like 120 pounds when I moved out there. Like oh for, my God. for like a variety of reasons. Don't worry, Vicky. I've slimmed up now. I'm healthy again. Um, so but proud I, of did, you. I, I got plump and like, I was, you know, I was fatter. You know, I feel bad saying that I was overweight or obese or whatever, not, you know, like, just like not as healthy. I wasn't healthy. Like I gained 120 pounds. Like that's not healthy. So, um, I own that. Like I knew I did like get back into like be healthy and that's, you know, the, the choice I made. But while I was in my plumper stage out <laughs> in Wyoming, um, I would wear like dress pants and then I would wear like a V neck and then I'd wear like a sport coat over it because I, you know, it's hard to find shirts that like closed over my neck because I was a big dude. So I'm like, you know, whatever. And so I would wear V-necks. It was like Miami Vice essentially is what I looked like. <laughs> but in and Wyoming so people, where people are like, yeah, exactly. Miami what? Get out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it was like Miami, like Jackson Hole version. I don't know. So like, <laughs> like that's kind of essentially what it was, whatever. So I would wear V-necks and sport clothes probably four or five times a week. Like that was my jam. And so I didn't have to tuck in my shirt. Like I could wear essentially a t-shirt with a coat over it, but it looks professional-ish. And like, that's what I ran like. So it's Friday of homecoming or Thursday of homecoming, excuse me, because Friday was like the cult, you know, wear the school color days. And it's Thursday of homecoming. It's dress to impress day. So everyone's supposed to wear like, their nicest attire, whatever you're dressed to impress. So I show up at, you know, seven o'clock, whatever school starts at seven fifteen, seven twenty. And my boss, you know, I was assistant principal at the time. My one of my boss, the principal, is parked right next to me in his beamer. You know, I'm in my old <laughs> junker truck and I get out and he's like, it's like, hey, morning, Nick. I'm like, what are you wearing? And he has on a V neck and a sport coat. And I'm like, what are you wearing? He's like, what do you mean? I was like, I said, what are you wearing? So then I'm like, what a jacket. You know, he's just messing with me, whatever. Walking to school. Next staff member I see, sport coat and V-neck. And I'm like, are you serious? Like, this is. Because are all a bunch of assholes. I get it. No. Literally 90% of the staff wore a sport coat and a V-neck. And I would say 60% of our student body and how I wasn't aware that this was a thing. They were handing out, I guess I left early on Wednesday. They were handing out V-necks <laughs> to the students and to staff members. They're like, we will supply V-necks like, for everyone for because we really need to like, turn this up. Oh my gosh. It was terrible. So like, I always think I'm the best prankster. And then I realized stories like that where you get, 400 500 kids to wear v-necks and you get the pe teachers to be wearing v-necks and sport coats with their gym shorts i'm like come on this is not real life but i have pictures to prove it and it did give me a good laugh and like i think i just appreciate you know being able to, to share that with uh with my st- you know the staff that i get to work with so well, those are my three stories all funny. staff stories i want to keep it away from the students um yeah. But it it was it was a good kind of a run. It's all just pranks. What I think you're funny is that when I was in middle school, I thought my principal was like the most professional, like super put together person. And I'm like, this is what you do behind closed doors, right? What are you saying, Vicky? <laughs> I mean, you're so professional. 
We really, really, really misplaced our respect and trust in people we thought were adults, but then you turn into the adult and you're like, yeah, they didn't really have it all together either, huh? Like, no, no one's here to be too serious. We're all just having a good time. Well, I think I think the thing is, is when you deal, just like you, I mean, you guys deal with the same things in healthcare where you're like so, like you get those high stress moments and you're like, okay, I just need to like, do something to like have fun and, and be yeah. again. Like it's just part of the gig. It's the only way to stay sane when you work in like a job that can have so many highs and lows all at the same time. It's just like, you, yeah. if you like enjoy who you work with and the environment you can keep it semi lighthearted. That's like mm-hmm. how you and can survive like a career job that for has stressors. Yes. Which you is like, like all to laugh of them. About <laughs> right. This is every career. Yeah. Correct. Oh my gosh. Like you got to have fun doing what you're doing. Otherwise, like you got to find something else that fits you. Right. Yeah. And honestly, you think about like how many decades of your life you spend working in like a career or in several careers. And it's like, it's a huge chunk of your life to be miserable and not like going to work every day. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Oh man. Okay. So transitioning, let's say you were never, (laughs) a teacher, an assistant principal, a principal, like you just did not go into education at all. What would you want your job to be instead? Or what other field could you have like seen yourself in? All right. So I thought about this long and hard and my answer (laughs) would definitely be, so you know how Dave Portnery from Barstool Sports does like the pizza reviews? Yes. Yeah. I would do the chicken wing reviews. I would crush that. <laughs> I'm a chicken wing connoisseur. No, I really am. Like you guys can, I mean, you guys can laugh, but I can tell you what a good chicken wing is and what a bad chicken wing is. And I would have a similar scale as Dave Portnoy. And so really hard and just make country. it absolutely impossible to, to score high. Well, you I would can't like... have a 10. A 10 like figure skating. You listen to Dave, he talks about it like... <laughs> He'll, he'll tell you, you can't have a 10 because then if something's better than that, then you offshoot in your scale, right? Like you have to have like room to get better. So, I mean, you get in the nines, it's like unreal. You get in the eights, it's, I mean, pretty, pretty unreal. Sevens are pretty normal for a, you know, great, you know, chicken wing. And then the sixes, fives, fours kind of get down the line. And then you get into the chains and it's more of the under five category. So, I, I want mean, that, everyone that's, that's listening to know that. I told Nick he could choose any career, even if it was race car driver. And he said, I have something way better than that. <laughs> Which, Vicky, would you agree that's way better than driving race cars? You know, I don't know if I would. <laughs> I'm not a chicken wing connoisseur. You never had a good chicken wing then, Vicky. That's your issue. <laughs> that's the problem. Even though just a few uh, nights ago, Vicky and I were out and you did eat, you we, did get wings. I did have pretty good chicken wings. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, on so, the Nick Ryan chicken wing scale, what would you have given that? Uh, I would say like a six and a half. It's pretty high. See, that's al- that's almost the rookie score because you use kind of a round number. Um, but I mean, I'm gonna let it slide. You didn't say six point oh or seven point oh, so I mean, I'm gonna I'm gonna let it go. But like usually, like. The six, six and a half. That's a rookie score, but I'm gonna let it go because you didn't say. A what am I supposed to say? A Here, six point one nine five. No, no, you can't. It's no, not gymnastics. Half the ten. <laughs> it's just got to be like a six point four or six point six. Here's what we'll do. Like, we oh, went yeah, to. High, right? <laughs> we went to tap that downtown Phoenix. Okay. 
And so mm-hmm. Vicky ordered those wings. We'll just put it on the record. She's going 6.5. At some point, Nick can also visit, order the same wings, and then we can uh, follow back up and see see how those ratings compare. So I would here's love that. the issue, though. Here's the issue. You have to keep it consistent. So, like, I couldn't have, like, a Parmesan garlic wing from Tapa's and a like <laughs> like buffalo wing from like a different spot right right, like right, right. Have you have to order like, the exact have, order that she got it's got to be a buffalo wing and if it's not a buffalo wing it has to be the house wing. so if they because some wing places only have like a house wing yeah and that house so that's like the rule also okay. you're wondering how i gained 120 pounds we're starting <laughs> to figure it out. okay so follow-up <laughs> question what is the best place you've ever had a wing what's your what's your top rated score points pointsies pub milwaukee wisconsin they have one flavor of wing it's a little corner bar in milwaukee okay um phenomenal like the it's a dry rub pointsies pub okay um and that to me would be a nine one and uh that's the best chicken wing i've ever had okay Pointsies Pub, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We'll give them a little shout out. We'll tag Ski on the old Instagram, maybe. Maybe Sounds maybe good. they can overnight us some wings, Lindsay. There you go. Then we can uh, see what this 9 1 <laughs> score is all about. Actually, Lindsay, you know one of the cooks. Uh oh. Did I maybe date him in high school for a little, little bit? I believe you did. Okay. okay, perfect. So we're definitely getting overnight wings. <laughs> I would hope so. Oh, no. He's a great guy, too. I mean, he was really nice last time I saw him. I don't know if he still works there, but um, he was there last time I was in there. Okay. All right. Shout out to Lindsay, Pointsy. Call your high school ex-boyfriend. <laughs> Shout out to Pointsy's Pub. All well, right. Hey, Vicky, Vicky, you would have to clarify which one. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. This one was short-lived. Not not one uh one of the long term quality ones. Let's just was it that. like a over five days or definitely <laughs> over five thinking? days. Oh good. Yeah. This is no amateur <laughs> hour where you talk to someone once and consider them your boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know. You're you guys are from a small town, so anything goes. <laughs> well, small town is very kind of like depending. You're from Chicago, so everything's a small town. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Edgy. Right. She like moves Very to Phoenix true. and she's like, yeah, I don't know. Eh. I'm like, this city is so quiet here. <laughs> you mean safer? I live in a, <laughs> live in a township of uh, maybe 20 people right now. So I don't really know. Like, <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> your, your vote's a little skewed. <laughs> yeah. Fair, fair. Okay. I want to ask about, we typically will ask like a favorite patient quote or family re- family member quote or something that kind of has stuck with you over your career. Do you have a, a student quote, a coworker quote, something that kind of just, you'll never be able to forget. So like I was, I'm like, try, I try to be the hip trendy principal. I kind of try and <laughs> learn, you know, the lingo and all this stuff. So I'm like working and we're in the middle of a COVID year. This is like not last year, but the year before. And we're in the COVID year and like, like I'm trying to communicate with kids. I'm doing house calls and I, you know, we just did a bunch of stuff. Right. And like I go to this kid's house and he's like one of my favorites. And, um, my mom had actually made him 
uh, star cookies. He had never had star cookies before. <laughs> and he's in my office and he's like, wait, hold on. Uh, Just my- for to preface, like Vicky, do you know what a star cookie is? I literally was about to say, I'm sorry. I have no idea what a so, star cookie is. I know. Is. I, I, like, it's kind of specific. They're called different things, but it's like the cookie with like, sometimes people put the Hershey kiss in the middle. And sometimes people put like these little star chocolates in the middle and then you bake them. So it's like cookie on the outside, but like a chunk of chocolate on the middle. Yeah. Okay. So that's what a star cookie so, is. All right. So okay. like never heard it called that. And like, <laughs> I'm the assistant principal in this school at the time. So I'm like, I'm the lead disciplinarian, right? Like, so, but I also try and couple it with like build relationships with kids. <clears throat> well, when I'm at Lindsay's wedding, we had an, like kind of a pseudo opening. And so I asked my dad um, at the time, I'm like, hey, can you be my in-school suspension coordinator for a little <laughs> bit? Like, I need you, I need to fill this role and you're retired. So what better, you know, job you have, right? So <laughs> I'm like, I'm like talking to this kid about, you know, this star cookies. And I'm like, hey, you want a credible guy? Like, go ask, go ask my old man. He can, he can vouch for him. And uh, so the kid goes and he's like, are they that good? And he's like, yeah, they're good. So I'm like, I'll bring one in. So we bring in, um, we bring in a, a star cookie uh, for the student and he, and he, he takes a bite and he goes, you know what? That's fire. No cap. <laughs> and I'm like, I was like, I don't know what that means, but I think it means it was a really good cookie. And so <laughs> him, then he had to explain what that meant. And I was like, okay. Fair enough. Like that is, that is, I would agree. That's fire. No cap. So then I started saying that to every kid. <laughs> you said that is from, no cap. <laughs> yeah. So I've said that probably 4 million times since then. And, uh, that student taught me some new verbiage and I couldn't thank him more for that because I think I've gained <laughs> more street cred with my students by knowing what that meant than any other principal in the the history of all time, because I don't know too many principals that say that to their kids, but I've made it a point to do that. That's hilarious. Yeah. And honestly, way to stay hip, way to stay with the times. I had no idea what it meant until you told me. Never heard of it in my life. I was like, oh, wow. No. I'm lucky. I have a brother 10 years younger, so I'm in on the hip. You'll be hip for life. Yep. I always like mess with the kids though. Like I always, I'm like, you know, I know you guys are on that Snapgram and Insta chat. <laughs> They're always like, Mr. Ryan, that's not right. And I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I thought that's what it was. You're always tweeting on the old talk, talk Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. You just got to mess. Keep it lively, right? Totally. hundred percent. You got to keep them engaged. Correct. Just when you think they're not listening, you say something like that. And they're like, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> No, they're like, what no, did you say? Exactly. And they're like, and then I've been using that joke for like five years and the response is always the same, whether they're a sixth grader or a twelfth grader, they just roll their eyes and they're like, That's such a dad joke. And I'm like, Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> You're like, Well You're like, Yeah, but it's funny. Right. <laughs> yeah, but it's hilarious. Like, come on. Your dad must be a hilarious comedian. Like if he's using yeah, jokes exactly. like that. You're lucky. <laughs> um, I love Correct. that story with the star cookies because growing up our mom didn't bake anything ever like Nick and I were like the people where it's like hey like we have to bring like some sort of like birthday treat for like the class because it's our birthday like in grade school my mom would be like okay and she'd get like Oreos put them on a plate and call it a day 
But then like <laughs> Christmas time, Nance steps it up and she goes like all out with all sorts of baked stuff. So it's just hilarious that this like turns into such an ordeal where he's just like, oh, yeah, it's that's fire. And it's like, okay, well, good. That's the only thing she bakes. So if you're only going to do <laughs> it once a year, you, it better like, be good. I will tell you, Vicky, I did tell this story because I wanted to transition into um, how I'm still really upset with my mother because <laughs> two years ago, um, uh, she literally bakes like 7 million cookies for Lindsay and Jason and sends them 48 million miles across the country for them. And I go, she asked me what I want. And I'm like, oh, I just want those like Rice Krispie treats with the little hot, you know, peppers on them, the wreath ones. Mm -hmm. And she's, oh, yeah, yeah, no problem. And then I go out there for Christmas and literally zero of those. And and she's baking all of Lindsay's <laughs> cookies. And I'm like, oh, oh, uh, where are the, the wreath treats that I wanted? She's like, what are you talking about? I was like, remember the one treat I said I wanted? She's like, oh, yeah, I forgot about those. I was like, oh, so okay. you're not the favorite child. Oh, no. She's just like, she's just like, yes, sorry about it. She's like, Nick who? And also I she's not like, oh, about- I'll make them, I'll make them. She's like, yeah, I forgot about it. End of story. Like, yeah, I'm not going to, I'm not going to make them. It's too late. <laughs> correct. <laughs> correct. Yeah, it was, it was oh. gone. I'm so, so sorry that you have to deal with that being Lindsay's brother, you know? Shout no, out to Nance hard- from episode I mean, two. <laughs> Vicky, it's a hard world to live in Lindsay's world. You know, Lindsay's world, everyone else is just kind of living in it. We're just on the back burner. Yeah, no, for sure. God bless. (laughs) Okay, one more thing. So when you're going through your schooling and, like, you have – I don't know what you – what do you call them in education when you do, like – we call them, like, clinical rotation – like or student teaching, right? It's like you do a well. Student teaching, student teaching is like when you're going to get like your your bachelor's degree. Like you, in order to get your certification, you have to student teach. And then when you um, go into your master's or your doctorate, you have to get practicum hours. Okay, so through your schooling, through student teaching, practicum hours, like what what is one thing or or a few things that you felt like they didn't tell you? you were just not prepared for and you get out there and you're like, what the hell, man? Like really not a single professor or teacher that I worked with could, could like cue me in on this. Like, did you find something that stood out to you that you were just totally in the dark? Well, I feel like when you work with people, you know, and kids are people and you work with people, you can never predict what people are going to do. And when you put 30 people in a class and then give you the keys and say, Hey, make something happen, get them to learn, follow the state standards, do all these things, get them to do really good on this test we have at the end of the year. Like, I mean, it's a very daunting task. And I think the one thing is you just never know what kids are going to say or do. Um, So I think that's number one as a teacher. And then as an administrator, like coupling that with, you don't know what teach, you know, other teachers or parents or community members or the little (laughs) things that are going to happen. Like I could walk in and be like, okay, cool. I only have, you know, a couple of things on the agenda. And then all of a sudden it's like, all right, this, the refrigerator broke in the lunchroom. The milk's going to go sour. Oh, the boiler just went out. Oh, I never even thought about things like that. I have to like, now I have seven people that called in sick and I have two substitutes. Like Mm -hmm. I have, you know, you know, 12, you know, parent voicemails that are upset about something that happened in a, 
you know, math class. Like you, like you can walk into your day as an administrator and you're like, I, I literally don't know what's going to happen, <laughs> but I got to be able to like pivot and like make it through because these people are trusting me to like take care of their child. Right. Like, and that's like, right. at the end of the day, every decision I make, I'm always like, was it for the kids? Did I do everything I, you know, could to make sure the kid was safe to make sure that the school is a, a place of like, welcome and that the kid like I said in the beginning like had what they needed I mean I think what you're you're mentioning too is what what people that don't work in education maybe wouldn't think about because like I never really would think about those things and Vicky you just said the same thing is like when you're an admin you own the building like an issue it's this isn't just like education anymore kids teachers parents that stuff I think people expect but it's like if something comes up in the building, like that's your building. So you're going to have to figure it out. And like, you're constantly like triaging, like there's fires everywhere, which one's like the most important fire to put out right now. And like, mm-hmm. you know, I or think like, people expect what if the certain... kid, what if a kid pulls the fire alarm? Like I, I always thought like, what does the principal do in that moment? Like what's your protocol on that? <laughs> Is that, that I mean, that's such a specific question, Nikki. I think about that all the time. So, I mean, essentially, like, if a kid pulls a fire alarm, my first reaction is to say, is there a fire? Like, are we going to be able to make everyone, make sure everyone's safe? Like, that's my first thing. And then I usually, like, it's a timing thing because in my, all my years as an administrator and a teacher, kids pull the fire alarm at, really predictable times like it's usually on the last day of school with like five minutes left or right before a break or you know like it's a i mean so you like it's just like an excitement thing yes exactly so like but what i will tell you is like i make it very clear like if you pull a fire alarm that's like a it could be a very, very serious consequence. Like obviously suspension, a pre-expulsion, potential police tickets. Like, like it, it's a very, cause you're caught. It's like when, if I went onto an airplane and yelled bomb, I have a bomb. Like yeah. it's essentially startling. Like, you know, it's an emergency like felony, alert, it? an emergency yeah, like, like it, warning. I mean, it obviously is different. Like as, as a, secondary level when I say secondary I mean like a 612 it's different than like like a first grader does it it's going to be a different conversation right but like it is like we talk to our kids all the time like if you cause a disturbance or disruption that like hinders learning or the learning environment like we're looking at some serious consequences because those other students should have the right to come into school and be able to learn yeah so yeah teaching so it's a it's a lot of, I think a lot of my, my gig is just like the articulation of like, you have to know the why behind it as a kid in order to understand why behind the consequence that adults may have to, you know, dish out. Right. Wow. You just taught me a lot. I feel I like, feel like Vicky, are you going to sleep better at night now that you know what happens for protocols when kids pull the fire alarm? Is that like a lifelong anxiety point Honestly, for you or? Honestly, I've been wanting to ask a teacher or a principal that question my entire life. Oh my Vicky, gosh. honestly, you want to know one of the best perks of the gig of uh, being an administrator is? <laughs> Tell me. You can make Snapchats of yourself, like, pulling the fire alarm during drills. <laughs> like, because you get to do it, right? Like, I get to be the one that's like, hey, we're going to do a fire you alarm. You mean Snapgrams? 
I mean, yeah, you can <laughs> or do a Snapchat chat. once, and you have to do it once a month. So you have twelve, you know, nine months to get it correct, which is awesome. That's hilarious. I didn't know that. Well, I didn't know you had to pull it. I mean, every system's different, but like, I can. I mean, I know people that have <laughs> like literally this like is they so t- hilarious to me. So yeah, it happens because you have to pull it right. Like it's a state law that you have to or make sure it works you have to do a fire alarm in schools once a month yeah i thought that like the fire station set it off i am so wrong about so many things (laughs) the more you know (laughs) correct i I just remember one time i was in fifth grade it's funny like the memories that stick with you and we had a substitute teacher and she was trying to dial the office and the number to the office was 11 and she thought she like <laughs> forgot that you don't have to dial nine to get out. Like if you're dying an internal number. And so she had a room full of fifth graders and she was like, okay, hold on. Let me call the office. And she hit nine and then she hit 11 and then she had no idea. And so she panicked. And so when like the nine one one operator picked up, she hung up on them. Oh no. And then she like, didn't do anything about it. And then they have to show up. And so then you have like police cars, fire truck, like commotion, right? It's like, yeah, good luck ever getting your fifth grade class back on track after that. Like she lost us for like at least two hours because she was just trying to <laughs> dial the office. I'm like, holy shit. That's so hilarious. Just she's like about, nine one one. No yeah. issues here. <laughs> so so that's perspective, Lindsay, because I have, you know, how many students in my school? Six, seven, eight hundred students, all with iPhones. Oh. And there's an emergency, like accidental ring that can happen with your iPhone. Yes. And so yeah. I want to tell you how many times Ugh. I've had to take police calls. They're like, "Hey, did you know you have a nine one one call going off in your school?" And I'm like, mm. "Yeah, I talked to the kid." <laughs> I just, but I mean, that's a reality. Like it happens all. The time. That's oh, so crazy because you're right. Ever, we didn't I'm have sure. that when we were kids. Yeah, like and you couldn't just like click the power button, and all of a sudden, like I was gonna say, it's almost like to... too easy now. It's like emergency yeah. situation. You're like, oh my gosh, sorry, no, I was just trying to like, <laughs> you're like get it was off the home screen. <laughs> it's like I just have fat thumbs. I'm sorry. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, well, thank you so much for being on this like crossover episode. I hope that we can hear more from like people in education and teachers because there are obviously no shortages of your guys' stories. So really appreciate it. And no you. shortages of laughter. <laughs> For sure. No, I, I appreciate it. It was uh, a great way to end my day. Um, just, just to close, I just want to say thank you to you too. And then um, I do, I do feel like a, a super lucky. I get to, to work with kids every day and my teachers are awesome. So um, all, all in good fun. I, you know, it's fun to kind of have the, the conversation, but I just, I, I love my job and I love being able to, you know, help, help kids kind of get to where they need to get to. So um, I appreciate the, uh, the invite to the podcast. Absolutely. Thanks thank so much, you. Nick. We've had a blast hearing this week's guest, but we know there are more wild stories to be heard. Share your crazy moments with us at info at speechlesspod.com. Show us some love, rate, review, and subscribe. We'll be back next week with another guest who will be sure to leave you speechless. speechless.